Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All Nine Yards podcast. My name is Luke Lenner, and of course, as I am every week, I'm joined by Caleb Arthur. Caleb, wow, the, the week eight slate um, in the NFL uh, has concluded. I mean, the Monday night game is still tonight. We're recording this uh, Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern. But oof, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, we're just going to go game by game, break down our thoughts. We have some potentially season-altering injuries for a couple teams um, that we will especially get to. But hmm, where should we start? I guess we'll start with, uh, with a little bit of a, of a blowout, um, just kind of get a quick game out of the way first. But the Eagles visited Detroit. Uh, as we outlined, we both thought Detroit could be a sneaky upset pick, but we both picked the Eagles because we wanted to be safe. Um, and boy, man, if, it, if this Eagles team can play Sam Darnold and or Detroit every week, we might have something here. But uh, I kid, really, it was just uh, the Eagles imposing their will um, in the line of scrimmage and uh, on the defensive and offensive lines. The Eagles finally ran the ball very well, uh, and they ran it with a lot of volume. So, Caleb, what did you, you really make of this matchup? Yeah, this was – I mean, just the way it went down was just so surprising. I mean, like you said, we both picked the Eagles, but definitely I don't think anyone saw this coming. Lions were a very trendy pick, and I could see why. But Lions got to be like the most confusing team because one week, I I swear every other week, it's like they go back and forth between playing a great team close and convincing us they're the best winless team of all time. Mm-hmm. And then just getting blown out by a team like the Eagles, that's really not good either. So I just, I don't know. I think the Lions, we might be giving them a little too much credit. I think they were pretty bad. Yeah, it just kind of seems like we always get swept up in the hype storm of, oh, wow, they kept it really close with this uh, high, high-level high team that wasn't trying in the second half. Man, this, this, could, be, this could be good. Uh, but really, this is the second time this year. I feel like a lot of people have been hyping them up coming into a what seemingly is what people would call a winnable matchup at home. And the second time this year, they've just gotten throttled. Um, I mentioned earlier, but in week five, they lost to the Vikings on a last second field goal and then played the Bengals at home the following week. Some people were picking the Lions. Some people thought it was a trendy pick and the Bengals came in and, and walloped them. Uh, then the week after that, it was they visited the Rams. They kept the they kept it close at the Rams. They come back home. You're thinking this Eagles team doesn't got a lot of momentum. This Lions team put something together here. Look at that. They just they just played the Rams close when the Rams weren't trying. The Lions were treating it like their Super Bowl. Maybe they can do something, and then they just got killed. Uh, so really, this Lions team. I think we just have to stop convincing ourselves that we should pick them as a trendy upset and let them upset us when they uh, when they get a pick. Sorry, not when they get a pick. When they get a win. Speaking of upset, oh, we'd have to get to this game at some point. Um, but the Panthers beat the – no, I'm just kidding. Uh, the Jets beat the Bengals. Um, Caleb, you can take it from here. Um, so here's the thing. My, my streak – I said it on uh, when we did our last one. My streak of uh, predicting when teams are going to come out flat was, is undefeated, although – I don't really know if this qualifies because they were actually worse in the second half. Yeah, they they, they were <laughs> fine in the first half. Yeah, so I don't really know. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. This was a pretty surprising one. You know, the Jets, it's weird. They were two wins against two what we thought, think, are good teams. Um, so that's weird. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I, it's weird because, like, we've talked about this before. Like, you know, backups usually are pretty good at the start. But I feel like the Bengals – prepared for Mike White all week because they knew Zach Wilson was going to be out. Mm-hmm. So I don't really think that qualifies here. So that's what makes this more uh, surprising. But, I mean, he did throw two interceptions, Mike White did. And uh, so it's not like he had an amazing game, although he did do pretty well. 
I don't know. The Bengals just kind of fell apart at the end. Maybe they were kind of just looking ahead, kind of thought they had already won and just kind of let it slip from their fingers. And uh, I mean, there was a couple bad calls at the end, but um, you know that you really shouldn't have been in that position anyway. So this is a shocking one because if you look at the AFC, not to pull salt in the wound, but the AFC is just like so close that the Bengals would have won. Like they would have really cemented a playoff spot. And now it's just they're right in the right in the thick with like five other teams. So it, I mean it's crazy. The AFC, if you look at the standings right now, it's madness. Every AFC game is gonna be just huge. Yeah. Um where? Well, where to start, where to start? Well, I agree with what you're saying that it's it's especially disappointing. Yes, they did lose to the Jets, um, but I think this game had trap game written all over it. Um then again, the Bengals should be better than this at this point, better, better good enough to avoid a trap. Um, but, man, it, it wasn't good. The defense played horrendously. The offense kind of woke up in the second quarter. Uh, but the red zone offense, where did it go? I mean, it was one of the Bengals' worst points of, of last year. Um, this year, they come in, they're top five in the league. Everybody's like, all right, Zach Taylor, Lou Anarumo. Zach Taylor has, has figured it out on the offensive side. Lou Anarumo's defense is playing well, and all of a sudden, Mike White comes in and, he throws eight incompletions, 405 yards and three touchdowns. He made him look like prime Brady. It was, it was bad. Um, and like you said, that that's what makes it the worst part is that a win here would have just would have set them up. So, so apart from all these AFC teams, they're just scrapping for, for supremacy down. Like it almost feels like down below, but really it's not. These guys are all fighting for the top three seeds in the AFC. Um, and really, this the conference I think is the most wide open it's ever been. We're looking at yeah. the Titans leading it right now with six and two, but obviously Derrick Henry is might be off of the season. We'll discuss that later. And, and really, who knows at this point, man? It's it's crazy. Um, but the Bengals have to win next week. I, I think this this loss. No, that, that, who they play? The Browns. The Browns. They play the that's Browns. Big, at that's home. huge for both teams. That's huge for both teams. I it's think it's a, be- it's a must win for both teams. I think the team that loses is going to have a lot of questions. Um, as much of a Bengals lover that I am, um, I think this this game personally shocked me. I thought they were going to walk on the Jets all day. Um, they didn't do that. So I think this kind of flips the script a lot, and it gives Zach Taylor some real adversity because next week you're playing a Browns team at home. It's going to be coming out fired up, coming off a divisional loss. Um, and this is the Bengals team. They have to win because if they win that, they're six and three heading into their bye. I think they like where they are. If you told them at the beginning of the season, you're six and three heading into your bye, they like where you are. If you told them five and four heading into your bye with a loss to the Jets and a loss to the Bears, they wouldn't like it so much. And a loss to the banged up Browns at home, it would be bad. But yeah, speaking of those Browns, as I mentioned, they lost to a divisional matchup. Uh, and that divisional matchup was the Steelers. Um, that pushes the Steelers to four and three, somehow over 500. Who would have thought the Browns are four and four at 500. Najah Harris had a solid game. Deontay Johnson did Deontay Johnson things and Roethlisberger didn't turn the ball over too much. Um, Pat Fryermuth caught a nice touchdown and that's really all the highlights it was for this, for the Steelers. I thought it was a pretty scrappy AFC North contest. Caleb, what did you make of this matchup between these two longtime rivals? Yeah, no, this is, this is peak AFC North football right here. 15 to 10. How like, many? There, I think there was, there was two touchdowns but neither of them had a converted extra point so that's why the Steelers got to 15 yeah they, it, they missed uh, their extra point and then they missed going for two it was yeah. bad but somehow the Browns find themselves last place in the division as it currently stands yeah which is surprising to say the least um I think we both thought it was kind of going to be a toss-up between them and the Ravens for who would win it 
but they'd for sure finish top two. And right now, they still might do so, but right now it's not looking so hot. Uh, Baker Mayfield, again, he's kind of banged up, but still did not have a great game. Odell, I've been saying it for a while now. I really, for both Odell and the Browns, I hope he, 24 hours from now with the trade deadline is on a different team. I think it'd be better for both sides. Yeah, I agree. Um, it, I, I don't know. Jarvis Landry, though, had a bad game, too, which is uh, pretty rare. But I don't know. The Browns right now are just, I mean, they're really limping. They're still kind of beat up, but they are getting healthier. Um, so it's going to be just really interesting. We talked about this with the Bengals. Bengals-Browns next week's huge game. Would not be surprised in the slightest if we January comes along playoff time and the winner of this uh, and the winner of that game makes it lose who doesn't. I yeah. w- would not surprise me at all. Yeah. Um, so it's a huge game, huge game. But, um, yeah, I don't know. The Browns, just they, their offense has been struggling the way it usually doesn't do the past couple of weeks. And I think, uh, I mean, if they're going to want to make a play, let it, if they're going to want to make a playoff run, they've got to fix something. And at this point, I mean, even making the playoffs, it's far from a guarantee. And then the Steelers, I don't know, Mike Tomlin, I guess, refuses to have a losing record. Um, I guess you could say they're also in that thick of maybe making a wild card spot, although admittedly I still don't completely buy them. I still don't think they'll make it, but um, they are more interesting than I thought. Yeah, um, I agree. I, like I was saying at the beginning of the season, I was I was like, I'm really picking the Steelers team to go eight and nine. feels so weird. It's, it feels so weird to pick Tomlin with losing record. And then after the way they start, you're like, oh, man, they stink. And now they're clawing back. He just he refuses to lose. And that's why I, I think he's such a great coach and probably one of the best in the league, contrary to – an opinion of somebody else who also happens to be sitting in the same Zoom call as me. But, um, but yeah, that, that really, I agree. I think the Bengals are going to look back at themselves and no matter what happens in January and are just going to be kicking them, kicking themselves so hard for that loss against the Jets. That's going to be bad. But that really just sets up this whole AFC North race to be really, really close. Um, I think we thought it was going to be close between the top two and then between the bottom two. But, man, uh, this is all kinds of close. So, who knows? But, yeah, uh, let's see. Another divisional matchup, the Panthers and the Falcons, this one. Oof. Well, uh, as somebody who wasn't really that much of a Panthers believer following their, what, three straight losses, I was – sorry, four straight losses, I was pleasantly surprised by how they played. They finally realized if you give Chubba Hubbard the ball, good things happen. So, Caleb, what'd you make of this AFC South contest? Yep, this is uh, – it kind of felt like, you know, the winner of this game would still have a little bit of momentum. Luzu is kind of done. Yeah. Um, and I still feel that way. Um, I don't – Falcons are definitely not making the playoffs. They just got – I don't know. They just can't quite put it together. Their defense obviously isn't great, and their offense has been a little uh, below what we thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But um, then the Panthers, I mean, I still don't really love them as, like, a potential playoff team. But they are 4-4. Four four. The NFC, there is a huge drop-off after the top five. Um so there's going to be really a fight for those last two spots. Um, and the Panthers probably going to find themselves in it, but um, Sam Donald obviously is going to have to play good if they want to do that. He didn't have a turnover. I don't believe he had no turnovers yesterday. So that's huge. And, and that's really, that's how they're going to win. So how they played yesterday, good defense, Sam Donald just avoiding bad turnovers. That's, that's the formula for a Panthers win. Yep, that was really, I think, what they were what they were aiming to do when McCaffrey wasn't on the team is like let Chubba Hubbard do what they draft him to do and it's be a solid replacement back. Have 
Sam Darnold cut down on the turnovers, have DJ Moore play well and have the defense carry him to wins. And I think this is finally the first time they've executed on that plan uh, with McCaffrey being out, but good news for them because he can come back next week. Um, and now I think, I, I don't want to say they've saved their season, but I think they've slightly saved their season with that. Cause if they yeah, lose no, that it, they're three it, and five um, yeah. and you're last in the division and the division that you were winning after week three um, and you don't have a lot of optimism heading forward uh, against the Pats Cardinals and football team. But now I think you, you look at the Patriots at home and you think this, we could do well here. We couldn't do well here, but it, it, it should be a, it should be a, an interesting stretch of games for the Panthers. Cause they do have some winnable ones down this down, like later in the schedule. Like I said, Washington dolphins at the saints. And when the last weeks of the season, based on the Winston injury, we don't know how that's going to look. Um, but they, they have some winning opportunities. So they just need to punch above the rate a couple times. I think if they really want to sneak in, but uh, like you said, that the, if the AFC, if all over the AFC is is a scrum, then the last three spots in the NFC are an absolute scrum. Probably even the last two. Um, yeah, to be last. honest. But the NFC standings are just it's it's kind of crazy right now because the Saints were I think very much thought of to be um, a team that can contend for this wild card spot given how they're playing, given how Winston was playing. Now with Winston out, um, we'll touch on this a lot more later when we talk about the Saints game. But hey, they still beat um, they still beat uh, Tampa Bay. So who knows? The Vikings, well, whatever. We'll 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 talk about this close to the end when we when we have finished all the games. But yeah, this NFC this NFC playoff race is going to be good. Um, back to the AFC though, the Dolphins and the Bills, and yet another divisional matchup. There was a lot of those this week. The Dolphins played them a lot closer than I think than I think people thought, but ultimately the Bills did some muscle flexing and secured the win. Caleb, what'd you make of uh, Josh Allen's performance in this one? Yeah, you know he got off to a, a sluggish start in the first half. It was three to three at half, and it was like, oh man, the Dolphins finally maybe they're not gonna collapse against the Bills, but then they collapse in the second half against the Bills. So I guess that's just uh, one way or another. That's just what it's gonna come down to. It's, I guess the Dolphins are just incapable of beating the bills i don't know but uh dolphins i mean it was over a few weeks ago but it's it's done i mean the 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 court has been unplugged i mean it, it it's done yeah the season is over but the bills here's the thing we talk about this afc craziness with tennessee now banged up and just the teams after those two just you know being like uh all over the place i think the bills I think they pretty much, I know that's crazy to say this. I think they have the bye locked up. Locked I really do. up. Whoa. Yeah, I, I really do. Mm-hmm. I think it, uh, barring like a Josh Allen injury, I think, I think, I don't know. I don't see a scenario in with, which the Bills don't get the one seed. I mean, they play in the pretty weak AFC East. Um, they're tied, I guess, right now. So I just think, I think the Bills right now are probably playing the best. In the AFC, so I think I think they have a very good road ahead of them, and uh, probably I think would be most people's pick to win the AFC. I mean, and, and get to the yeah. Super Bowl. So yeah, I mean, it's going to be very. I mean, they just got to keep momentum going, I guess, at this point. Yeah, I, I agree that I think the the Bills are looking kind of the best. I mean, the are the Ravens back in the conversation? They didn't play this maybe. Week. So yeah. who knows? But this the whole AFC is just it's chaos. It's chaos, I tell you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think there was much to make of this game other than the fact that we know now, like if we didn't already know this game proved to us definitively that the Dolphins are not a very good team. Um, they're like I said, I feel like I said this every episode, but they're a lucky fumble away from being O and blank. 
Um, and at this point, they're in, they're a lucky fumble away from being 0-8. Uh, so really, I think the Eagles are loving the fact that they have the Dolphins pick. Um, yeah. Because the Eagles are going to fill a lot of roster holes in the draft as long as they can draft well, which is not really something they've proven they can do. But who knows? Another one o'clock game that I thought was surprisingly good um, until the end was the Niners bears game. I actually picked Chicago to win this one. And I was feeling great about my pick until Jimmy G decided to wake up and play uh, incredible football in the fourth quarter. But um, man, I, I'm not going to lie. I was jumping around in my, uh, living room. I'm not going to lie. I was jumping around in my living room when I, uh, when I saw Justin Fields scramble in that 22 yard touchdown is incredibly like reverse field twice. It was amazing. But, uh, but yeah, there wasn't much to make of this game for me other than the fact that, the Bears are definitely not um, a very good team. I think they're they're looking fine for the future. The fact that they don't own their own first round pick is a little concerning. Uh, but they, playing the Niners close isn't isn't too isn't something to be too concerned about. And they've shown they can handle teams that they're better than, uh, aka the Lions. But the fact that they've still beaten the Bengals and the Raiders is confounding to me. But that's kind of all I had to say about this game, Caleb. What did you what did you think about this contest? Yeah, I mean, I think that the 49ers, we talked about this, like with the, with the NFC, those last one, two, three spots are really open. And the really, I think this was kind of the 49ers season. If they lose this, you're two and five. And that's just a hole that despite even if the NFC is open, it, it's a hole that's really tough to get out of. But three and four feels a lot more doable. So I think the 49ers are back in the seat. Well, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but at least – it's something that's very much a possibility. And then the Bears, I mean, this is what I've come to expect. All If you're a Bears fan, you care about nothing else except seeing improvement with Justin Fields. You're not a playoff team, and that's okay because you the, – the, yeah, just the important thing right now is that Justin Fields looks like he can finally be the franchise quarterback that the Bears have been looking for for decades. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we saw definitely, like you said with that play, we're starting to really see some flashes that he is indeed uh, capable of being that guy. Yeah, I agree. We'll just have to see how he can develop as a passer. Um, I think because all of his highlight plays so far have been great, but they've all been running plays. So we'll see how he can uh, advance. But now we move um, one of the one o'clock games that was pretty boring. I thought was the Rams and the Texans. The Rams scored the first 38 in the matchup and the Texans scored 22 in the fourth quarter, just to make it a little interesting. Davis Mills on the stat sheet didn't play too bad, but really I think he was seeing ghosts all day. That's a really good Rams defense that just got better uh, with the Von Miller trade. That's actually what we're going to talk about uh, with these two teams. But Caleb, do you think the Rams are now officially the favorite in the NFC after trading for Von Miller? Um, they were my favorite in it before. So yeah. yes, like, but like you think you think it's like it's you could write it in pen that they are the favorite in the NFC. I mean the favorite, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think that. Uh, they are playing the best. I mean, they the Bucks and the Cardinals just lost this week, so um, they uh, I guess would be first place. I think no, they're them and the Packers. I think they're tied with the Packers. Yeah, they're tied for folks, but um, they are seven and one. That's great. They're gonna have obviously a ton of momentum, and they even get more star power. So this was a clearly a move that they made because they feel that they this this is the best opportunity that they're going to have to win a Super Bowl maybe ever. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, you know, with Aaron Donald and, and defensive guys, you you never know when that drop-off is going to come. So uh, I think that this is just a move that, okay, this is our chance. Let's not, you know, squander it because I, I said, I, I really think that right now, not only are they the favorites in the NFC, 
I think they should be the favorites in the whole NFL to win the Super Bowl. Wow, that's uh, I, I that's a pretty bold take, but I would honestly agree with it at this point. Um, I think we shouldn't be counting out the Packers too much. Just saying, I got I got to keep keep rooting for my guys that uh, I picked to win the Super Bowl preseason. But a win on the road in Arizona is always tough. Yes, they did win because AJ Green kind of forgot how to play football, sadly. But again, they had they're a weird, weird week one loss away from being uh, the only undefeated team left in the NFL. So I, I I think this NFC this this NFC like top three race should be should be really good. Um, cause it's going to be a, a scrap to see who can get that buy. And I think who gets that buy is going to have a huge advantage because whoever doesn't get that buy is going to have to play one extra game. And then is going to have to go into the stadium of the team that got said by and have to win. So Caleb, we were all building this moment, the one o'clock game that I think a lot of people were most interested in was this battle for AFC South supremacy. Uh, the Titans ended up winning because, Ooh, it's crazy. I wish somebody pointed out pregame that Carson Wentz hasn't really been incredible in big games in his career. Whoa, somebody did it was me. That's crazy. But yeah, uh, really, wow. It was it was an interesting game. The Colts jumped out to a 14-0 lead. The Titans clawed back. The game eventually was sent into overtime because of a Carson Wentz pick six. And then Carson Wentz threw another pick um, in overtime. And man, yeah. I think the Titans fans would be on cloud nine if not for the news that Derrick Henry might be out for the season with a Liz Frank injury. So Caleb, g- give me all your emotions right now. The happy, the sad, the, the reactions. What do you think about this Titans game specifically? And also the validity of this long-term success that they could have, given that Henry might be out for a while. Well, I mean, we knew this game was going to be big, um, but it, it, it ended up being even bigger than we thought because um, we thought that this game was the Colt season. Turns out this game was also the Titans season because um, really just with David Henry out, it sounds like he's going to be back for the playoffs, though. It was, it was a roller coaster of emotions this morning, I'm telling you. They yeah. said he was going to be out for the season, and then Coach – label said he's going to be back to the playoffs so that's good news so we like we like to hear that mm-hmm. um and then and, and that's big because really we uh that yesterday's win despite Henry being out locked up the division um because and with him out that game uh, that we won yesterday is all the more important because now as long as the as long as the titans can win three more games they will definitely be winning the division and I think they can win three more games because they have the Texans twice, the Jags, and the Dolphins. Hopefully they can win three of those four. I yeah. think they can. So, um, you know, because if the Titans would have lost yesterday, they'd only be one game up over the Colts and wouldn't have the tiebreaker. So uh, the Colts would probably lo- be looking like the team that would be, should be the favorite to win the division. But now the Titans are up three games and have the tiebreaker. So, uh, it, I mean, I guess it was just uh, – a really good thing, I guess, that they won this game because now they can uh, not worry about missing the playoffs. And they can just play their game, you know, pile up a few more wins, whatever they can get, and uh, then hopefully get Henry back uh, for the playoffs because that's what it sounds like. And then the Colts, um, you know, the uh, we talked about this, that cluster of AFC teams in the middle, um, but it's really not looking good for Indianapolis. It, 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 I don't think... I think they're on the outside looking in in terms of odds to make the playoffs because they uh, already have five losses and they have a, a pretty tough schedule coming up, tougher than the Titans, which is another reason that it looks like uh, the, the division is still uh, wrapped up. So uh, Carson Wentz, I guess, kind of just turns out, gave away the division yesterday. So congratulations on that. That was bad. That was real. I, I've never seen anything quite like that pick six yesterday. It was... 
to put it lightly, it was Carson Wentz. Um, but yeah, I, there wasn't much to say about this game that you didn't already say. Uh, I do think that it was like underratedly huge for the Titans. Now that we found yeah, out now it is, yeah. Derek Henry's out. like now it was huge. I mean, at the time I think it was big, but it wasn't this massive, but oof, man, the difference in, in win and loss is, is great. So I, I'm, I'm going to speak on this from more of a personal angle. I am both crying and happy because I have Derek Henry. I'm, I'm in two fantasy football leagues, one of them with my family, the other one with my friends. And I have Derek Henry in the one with my friends. Uh, I started that league six and zero, and I've now lost two in a row. I mean, unless Mahomes scores less than two and a half points tonight, I've lost six in a row. Sorry, not six in a row, two in a row, which is frustrating because Derrick Henry carries my team usually, and he's out for the season, so that's not good. However, uh, in my other league, I have AJ Brown, who was terrible for the first half of the year or first half of what we've already played, uh, and now he's really come alive these last two weeks, and he's probably going to get more and more targets. Um, so I think. That's it's it's a it's a it's a kind of conflicting emotions as a as a non Titans but a fantasy owner of a couple of players, but I, I do think tying that into into real life football, this is going to be pretty important for uh, for the Titans because they do need Julio Jones back and healthy. Yeah, they're just going to say that they really need his hamstrings to to stay okay now. Yeah, you just got to just got to work on the hammies, just keep them intact because Adam Humphries and AJ on. Brown aren't going to win you any big games. I'm going to be honest. Um, they did sign it all day, uh, Adrian Peterson, so that should be a, a, wow. kind of a fun story. But yeah. I don't really post team I would, is, I would Post team I would have two 2,000-yard rushers on the roster. Whoa. That's actually – that's an interesting – I didn't know that. I yeah. should have pieced yeah. it together. But, hey, the Titans, they're, uh, they're rushers. We they're like passers, running backs. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a running back factory. If the Eagles are a QB factory, the Titans are a running back factory. Uh, you need some elite-level humor to understand that joke. But uh, – but if you do, I love you. Um, now we go to the four o'clock games. The Pats visited the Chargers, and man, I thought the Chargers were gonna were gonna kill him. Man, Justin Herbert not having a good day. Um, Keenan Allen having a, a nice showing, but the Patriots really kind of showing their method for victory, which is a strong defense and just like capable offense. They put up twenty seven points. That was aided by a pick six, uh, and now they're three and zero on the road. Who would have thought? But Caleb, what did you make of this both Chargers performance as well as the Patriots performance? Because I think. There's a lot of questions whether the Chargers lost this game or the Patriots won it. Yeah, there's a, I think there's more takeaways to this game than, than kind of it seems at first because obviously the first thing, death, taxes, and young quarterbacks struggling against Bill Belichick. That's, thing, that's the first thing. I mean, I guess it's just it's inevitable. But um, the second thing is, and the big takeaway, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious when I say this. You're the schedule guy. You're normally the schedule guy. I'm kind of being the schedule guy today, though. Yeah, that's true. If you look at this, if you look at this, the Patriots are four and four. And they have a, I think, of all the teams kind of around that, like Browns, Bengals, Raiders, Steelers, all the teams, I think the Patriots have an easier schedule the rest of the way than all of those teams. So the Patriots all of a sudden find themselves in a spot where I think the playoffs is a real, real possibility. And if you would have told me that even just a couple weeks ago, I would not have believed it one bit. But you look at this, they're in the, then the AFC East, it's pretty weak. I mean, the bottom two teams are just bad. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that, and now they play, um, the Patriots play the Titans uh, without Derrick Henry. That's probably a win. Um, so I think that, and they play the Colts probably win, and they play a, a couple other games that shouldn't be too tough. So, um, yeah, the Patriots, I think, you look at him, I think this was like a 10-win team, which yeah. it looks like is probably going to get you into the playoffs, honestly. So uh, the Patriots all of a sudden have risen from the dead after nobody has been talking about them at all. 
And now it's looking very real, even likely, I would say, that we will see them playing in the playoffs. Man, you're right. I'm looking at their schedule right now, too. It's the Panthers on the road. I'm going to chalk that as a loss because I think McCaffrey will be back. I think that could be a win. I don't know. But I don't we'll know. That should be it's a it's a toss-up game. So I'm I'm gonna just go to the home team. Belichick one, but... knows I mean they have I mean Bill Belichick, they played Donald a lot because he was in the AFC East. Yeah, true. But they have not played Christian McCaffrey very often. So Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see if he plays or not. But yeah, uh then they have the Browns at home. That's gonna look like that's a win. gonna be a massive game. I think, I think if they win that, they're guaranteed playoffs. I think if the Browns yeah. lose that, they're done. Um, they're at the Falcons on a, on a short that's, week. That, that could be a win. Yeah. Titans at home without Derrick Henry could be a win. Who knows? At the Bills, loss. At the Colts, probably a loss if it's on the road. Yeah, the road, that'll be probably. another interesting one, yeah. Um, Bills at home, who knows? Maybe the Bills have given up at that point because they're so far ahead in the AFC. And the Jags is a win, and the Dolphins is a win. So you're right. Yeah. There's, there's potential for like 10, 12 wins in this team. Um, so who knows? But – Really, I'm going to focus on the Chargers angle. I think they are a little going a little under the red. I mean, not to push blame off of the Bengals for choking a little bit because they deserve it, but people aren't really flaming the Chargers as much for looking like a pretender these last couple of weeks because after they were four and one and beating the Browns at home, people thought they were really like the next big thing in the AFC. And all of a sudden they they got killed by the Ravens who were then killed by the Bengals and then lost at home to a Patriots team that not a lot of people thought were going to be incredible before the week. So I'm just saying, spread the blame out. But yeah, I think in reality, the Chargers and the Bengals are, are still still looking not bad for a playoff spot. They just have some big games on the stretch. Time for Luke's schedule guy to show up again because the Chargers play the Eagles at, next week at home. Sorry, not home. On the road. It's in Philadelphia. They better that win then. is a sneaky, massive game. Yeah, no. Because sure. the Eagles are coming off a blowout win against Detroit. I mean, I'm a little biased towards Eagles. So I, I think they might be playing with some fight. They might play with some fire. It's always hard to go in and win in Philadelphia. This game is at 4.05, um, and it's on the East Coast, so it's going to be nationally televised. Um, it's going to be cold. It's going to be tough, and I think if, if the Chargers can win that game, they, they'll piece back together some momentum because to play the Vikings and the Steelers at home in the following two weeks. Um, but, but really, I think that Eagles game next week is going to be sneaky massive. But we'll talk about it later in the week when we do all our predictions. Fun. But – uh, next four o'clock game, Jags, Seahawks, Geno Smith playing well, Trevor Lawrence, not playing well, despite the fact he threw the ball 54 times, Caleb, it, re- what do you have to say about this matchup? Cause there's really not much. I feel like I can add. Yeah, no, this is one of the games. I mean, it felt like a crazy week. It was kind of, we had like a, a couple straight weeks of a lot of blowouts. And now this week was like crazy good. Now the playoff race is looking insane. So, uh, but yeah, this one, I mean. Seahawks again we we talked about this absolute must win to stay in the hunt I mean they're really pretty much in the same position that the 49ers are in although I think when Russell Wilson comes back they're a better team than the 49ers and then the Jaguars um I thought they'd play it closer I said that when we previewed this week I really did think the Jaguars would play it close but they just didn't and the Jaguars are um, if you really look, there's only a few AFC teams that are out of the playoff race and the Jaguars are one of them so I guess uh, just uh, hope Trevor Lawrence keeps uh, keeps improving. Kind of same position as the Bears, I guess. Yeah, I, I agree. Just talking about what you're saying with the um, who's out of the playoff race in the AFC, I think you got three teams, four teams. It's Jets, Jags, Texans, Dolphins. That's it. Because everyone I think else Bronco, is... I think Broncos are done too. I don't know. They're, hey, they're four and four, and they have a pretty I know. easy schedule. I so know. Who knows? But speaking of Broncos, thank you for aiding that incredible transition, Caleb, because they played Washington football team at home. Uh, they inducted 
Peyton Manning into the uh, ring of fame. I just called it ring of fame. I wanted to call it wall of honor. Um, but they inducted Peyton Manning into their uh, honorary circle, whatever name you want to give it. And, uh, and yeah, they, they, they played, they played pretty, they played Peyton Manning Broncos football, which meant good defense and not a lot of offense, but Hey, Melvin Gordon had a touchdown 47 yards. Uh, and despite the fact Taylor Heineke and JD McKissick on paper, both played really well, Washington couldn't put many points on the board. And I think we now officially have dismissed them from the playoff race. And this was also a pretty huge game uh, for the Broncos because if they lost this, they would be dismissed completely. I don't know if they're dismissed completely just yet, but I think with Von Miller gone, they're going to have a lot of questions. So you just yeah. said they don't really like him in the playoff race, but is there any reality where you think they can hang around and contend for a wild card spot? I don't know. I feel like that Von Miller trade, you know, giving it up for just a second and a third was kind of the Broncos themselves saying, we don't really think we're going to make the playoffs, but yeah, maybe. I mean, looking at the schedule, Cowboys on the road, that's a loss. Eagles at home might be a win depending on what happens in the yeah. Eagles chargers game. Um, Chargers at home coming off a bye. I don't know. Toss up. Um, Chiefs on the road. Chiefs coming off a bye. That's a loss. Uh, Detroit at home win. Bengals at home probably a loss. That might be biased, but I think that's a loss. Raiders on the road loss. Chargers on the road loss. So I think they have getting to nine wins is going to be hard with this team. So I do hear what you're saying. I think I think they can contend down to like the last three weeks, but getting to nine wins is going to be really hard. Um, because I think your only winnable, winnable, like guaranteed winnable games are at Detroit at home. I think the Eagles could be winnable. I think the Bengals, not really. I almost want to say the Bengals are winnable, but not really. Hey, maybe the Chiefs have completely given up by the time they play them in the last week of the season. So who knows? But, uh, but yeah, now we move to the last four o'clock game. Um, second to last game of the episode that we're going to talk about and the Bucks and the Saints. Man, wow. Uh, I watched this game. Brady threw the ball 40 times, threw 12 completions and four touchdowns. Alvin Kamara did what Alvin Kamara do, and he carried the Saints offense. Saints put up 36 points on a Super Bowl winning defense with their backup quarterback playing half the time. But this is another game that's going to be overshadowed by an injury that occurred during it because Jameis Winston is out for the season and possibly next year, um, given there's damage to both his ACL and his MCL. So, Caleb, um, what do you make of this Saints team both now and down the road? You know, this was this was a huge win because I even talked about this when I thought this was going to be a loss. That look at schedules, you you're the schedule guy, I guess, but I kind of have been too. Um, it looks like the Saints are like in really good position to make the playoffs, and honestly, I still feel that way, uh, like truthfully, because obviously Jameis Winston's the best quarterback on that roster. That's not really debatable, but Taysom Hill, you can tell that Sean Payton really loves Taysom Hill, and I think that. The fact that it was a quarterback controversy, controversy as long as it was them not naming Jameis officially the starter until a week before the season started, really showed that they uh, they really do believe in case. Showed last year when Drew Brees got hurt for a few weeks that he can win games. So I think that the Saints, um, there's going to be a little bit of a drop off, but I just think uh, with their schedule, um, they've got a cushion now. Really, they have a cushion over teams like the. Panthers and uh, 49ers and Seahawks teams like that so uh, I think there's gonna be a little bit of a drop-off but at this point I still looks like they're a playoff team yeah who knows again uh schedule time but I I will add though on, on a personal note I thought it was so hilarious because you know the Saints I think at this point are pretty famous for the like post big win locker room Instagram lives they were getting lit in the locker and they were going crazy they were dancing and you see Jameis Winston the man in crutches, like getting down on the dance floor in the middle of the locker room, which I just found so funny. Um, but yeah, I think uh, they have the Falcons at home next week. That's probably a win. Um, 
Yeah. Titans on the road with your backup QB. I'm going to chalk that up to a loss. Eagles on the road with your backup QB. I'm going to chalk that up to a loss. Bills at home. That's probably a loss. Cowboys at home. Probably a loss. Then Jets on the road is probably a win. Bucks on the road lost. Then Dolphins Panthers are both wins at home, I think. And then that comes down uh, to your record being nine and seven heading into the last game of the season. So I do think nine wins gets you into the back end of the NFC, just because the NFC West is going to beat themselves up. If they can get 10, I think that would be the magic number to really. Yeah, yeah. I think 10 is like the magic clinching number, but I think it's nine wins and hold your breath. Um, I think if you're in the NFC, I'm just concerned that because I think we're talking about all the teams that have eliminated themselves in the AFC. There's a million teams that have eliminated themselves in the NFC. I oh think yeah. As much as I love them, I think the Eagles are out. I think they're going to do a magic Eagles thing and like get it down to a game by the end of the season to get everybody excited and then lose. Um, I think the bears are out. The Falcons are out. The giants are out. The football team is out. The lions are out. Um, I don't think the NFC West gets all four teams in at this point. Yeah, I think, they, I think they, I think they get three. I think. I think they get three. So one of the bears or the Niners is out. Um, and the Panthers kind of saved their season. The Vikings might be out who knows, uh, cause they have a tough schedule, but we, we, with the non sequitur now, wow, these transitions they're popping today, but the Vikings, they lost at home to the Cowboys on Sunday night football. And Caleb, uh, what do you make more out of this matchup? The fact that the Vikings are three and four and just lost at home to a backup QB or the fact that the Cowboys are six and one and just won on the road with a backup QB and maybe are not the worst division winner in the NFC anymore. Who knows? Yeah, no, this is um, one of those games. I think if you're the Cowboys, this was a, a big confidence builder. Um, it, it's very clear you're not going to go very far in the playoffs without Dak Prescott. Luckily, this is a situation where he, he will be back at, in, at the very least in a couple of weeks. We'll see if he plays next week. Um, but I, I said in a preview uh, that I think they should sit him just because of the cushion that they have in that division. Yeah. Um, although you really – on the other side of that, you do not want to get the four seed because the four seed is going to have to play either the Rams or the Cardinals, probably the Cardinals, but we'll see one of those two teams. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but then there after that, there's like we said, after five, there's a huge drop off. So avoiding the four seed is probably just as important as get is, is getting the buy. Um, so, so avoiding that four seed is crucial, but they got the win. And I think that's huge for them to just say, Hey, we're not solely reliant on Dak. I think that's good for the team to understand that. The defense stepped up, played well, um, and, and obviously that was a huge concern last year. So I think they really showed that this is just so significantly improved, um, not just because Dak is back, but we saw last night that even when Dak is out, that they are still significantly improved from last season. So it's it's a huge win for the Cowboys to give them a nice – Cushion the division, I think we can both agree is done. But now it's just to the point, can you maybe get the bye and can you avoid the fourth seed? And then the Vikings, they've still got a shot because of the NFC. Um, I Like I said, nine wins probably gets you in. But, I mean, this is this is a game you can't drop. I mean, yeah, Cooper Rush, like, maybe, maybe he's actually a good quarterback and we don't know, but at least going into the game, yeah. You would definitely not consider Cooper Rush in the upper tier of backup quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So it, it really does feel like losing at home to at least what we think is the bottom two backup um, is just really soul crushing. And it, it very well could be the season for the Vikings. And, and then Kirk Cousins. Um, Kirk Cousins in prime time. I don't know why I picked him. 
Why why did I pick Kirk Cousins in prime time? I don't know. Why but, did I pick him, dude? Why are we getting entranced by Kirk Cousins every year? It's like I feel like that's not a, people are like, yeah. you know, he's a pretty trendy MVP pick this year, and then he reminds us all that he stinks. But yeah. Yeah. But uh I don't know. The the Mike Sam is probably he's on the hot seat right now. So it'll be Yeah. I don't know if he's the if he's part of the problem or not, but whether he is or not, he's on the hot seat. Hey, hey, Mike Zimmer, if, if you're listening to this and you get fired, come back to Cincinnati, bro. Yeah, I mean, no, I, he, he, he will definitely get another head coaching job. If he gets okay, maybe, maybe Detroit needs him. But, yeah, I, I agree. There's really not much to say about this other than the fact that the Vikings really, I feel like they dropped an undroppable. Um, yeah. And you just you look at the rest of their schedule and it's tough. Granted, they do play in a pretty bad division, and they've yeah. already played that. They, they, so they have two games against the Bears that I think are wins. And I still do strongly believe that they will beat the Packers at home in Week 11 when they. Yeah, play. no, they always seem to split with the Packers. So they yeah. always seem to split the Packers. I think they'll sweep the they'll sweep the Lions. Um, then it just comes down. I think at that point, uh, you're sitting because yeah, so they lost to Dallas. So at that point, adding all those up, so you're sitting at seven and five. So you're at seven and five, and you have games at the Chargers, at Niners, uh, home against the Steelers, home against the Rams, at the Packers. And I think if you want to get to 10, you got to win three of those five. And it's possible. Um, you, let's say you beat the Steelers at home, beat the Niners on the road. And actually, it's not that possible. I lied. That's hard. Because that means you have to beat either the Ravens on the road or the Chargers on the road uh, or the Packers on the road if you're going to win all your remaining home uh, contests. So really, it's, it's tough for Minnesota. They're going to have to overcome some adversity. Um, but hey, I think the moral of this episode, it's chaos. There's chaos, chaos, chaos everywhere uh-huh. in the NFL tonight. Playoff race is going to be so fun, man. It's going to be so, man. Like, it, bro, November is starting. The Raiders haven't collapsed just yet, but we know they're going to. And that means this is going to be busted so wide open. You got the Bills. You got the Ravens. You got the Titans. You got the Bengals. You got the Chargers. You got the Steelers. You got the Colts, Patriots, Chiefs, Browns. All these teams, I would be honest, I think more than half these teams have more questions than answers. And that's what makes mm-hmm. it so great. Like the NFC can do its whole shtick and have like five amazing teams and everybody else be pretty middling. But I'm I'm an AFC guy and I love that yeah. there's like all these teams with like uh, three questions and like two and a half answers. Like nobody really knows how good they're really going to be. Like it, it, it was wild. I was just like after the games yesterday with, with how it shaked out. Like you always, I mean, you don't want to react too much to one game, but it's natural that after every week, you opinions of teams of each team shifts a little bit. And it's just mm-hmm. like, I have like, five AFC teams finishing with either nine or 10 wins yeah. five or six AFC teams finishing with nine or 10 wins. It's, it's going to be crazy. It's, it's going to be chaos, but who's here for the chaos. We're here for the chaos and uh, we will not leave you twice a week till the end of the season. Write it in stone whether the upload schedule will not die. Um, so, so yeah, that, I guess that's kind of concluding this episode of the podcast. We, we discussed all things. Week eight, Caleb, tonight. Hey, if we want to add to the chaos, can the Giants win? Wow, yeah. imagine. No. Would that add the chaos or take it away from it? I'm not that would sure. add to the chaos. That would push the Giants. Okay, this is going to sound crazy, but that would push the Giants into um, – would it? would it push the Giants? I don't I don't really think it would. It, it's more so if the you're the Giants. Chiefs. Like, okay. Uh, I feel like that might push the Giants sneakily into, like, the back end of the – I don't know. Maybe. I don't know, because let's say they win the game tonight, beat the Panthers, uh, beat the Chiefs. That's two got nice momentum builders. You play the Raiders at home, you win that. You're heading into your bye at four and five. Um, so who knows? But I really, to be honest, I know the Chiefs are going to win. But hey, 
I guess the, the, the outcome of that is you can't have an outcome in that game that's not adding to the chaos. Yeah. Just saying. The, okay, you know what the most chaotic thing would be? A tie. If it was a tie, right. that'd be crazy. Because I would I don't like up a ties, whole season. Honestly, I don't like ties. I, I don't like ties either, but with a tie, you can't be like, okay, straight up, yada, yada, yada. Because like with a tie. Yeah, no, I don't know. And it's, it's a like tie a could be good or bad. You don't know until yeah. the end of the season whether that tie for you is good or bad. Exactly. And that's why we love chaos, but chaos, 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 pressure, pressure, pressure. That's the NFL. Now uh, for my co-host, Caleb Arthur, I'm Luke Lennon. Thank you very much, everybody for listening to this episode of the all nine yards podcast. Stay safe. Uh, you know, stay safe. Enjoy the cold weather as it's rolling around. I, I, I want to play Christmas music as the intro to this podcast. No, I don't, but I don't think, I think do we that. should let Thanksgiving breathe. a little. Yeah. Bit. Thanksgiving. I hate what, how people just forget about Thanksgiving. It's really disrespectful. Yeah. Thanksgiving's an underrated holiday. And given the fact that we are a football podcast, we probably should respect Thanksgiving a little bit yeah. on this show. So the, the Christmas music stays off the intro until the moment that Thanksgiving yeah. is over. Black Friday, that's when the Christmas music, you start to hear it in, you hear it in the stores and the Black Friday, that's when it starts. Hey, I think most stores start to play it now. But I yeah, know. Black Friday, Black Friday is when they start to grind it down on you. I know. But yeah, no, some stores definitely started today. But, um, but yeah, so everybody... Enjoy your brisk November, one of the best months of the year, in my opinion. And uh, we'll see you next time.